everybody welcome to three hogs in a mic we got gt greg thomas and limbo parks present where limbo at he i don't hear him nowhere where are you at i'm here boy, <laughs> boy, he, he lazy tonight ain't he <laughs> all, in the background. <laughs> all right well we're gonna have fun anyway whether limbo want to participate or not so uh this so tonight we gotta we gotta really uh I, I'm really looking forward to this guest that we got coming on tonight. I think she's going to, um, it's our first female guest as a matter of fact, but I think she's going to, yes, she's going to yes, bring, she's going to bring a, a totally different perspective to some of the things, you know, that we've talked about before. Um, you know, she's, she's been a college player. She's been a, a, a college coach and now she has her own thing going and I am looking forward to her talking tonight. You sound excited, got you stuttering, so, man. So, hey, come on, my goodness, man. Grab, grab, grab your pants and, and let's get it going. Well, you All know, right. and, and the thing about it, Greg, she is from down in your part of, not too far from you, I don't think, down in Denton, Texas. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's up here in UNT here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm interested again in this name, uh, image, and likeness uh, issue. We're not going to agree, uh, and that's good. Uh, but we're going to get different viewpoints, and we're going to bring the female perspective into this, which I think gets lost in, in, in the grand scheme of things. Because I'm interested in the point whether or not you think the female is going to get as much or uh, get the same opportunities as the male. So well, I'm interested in that. Well, I already think you know that the female is not – I mean, uh, even in the pro game, uh, NBA, uh, soccer – you know, they were protesting about the women's soccer pay compared to the men, and the and the women are more popular popular than the than the guys in the soccer. I mean, um, so I don't think it's going to be equal pay in that, uh, and I think that's a travesty because I think I think the ladies are really really uh, they are they're the one that really that's pumping the game right now. I mean, we got they're moving the, they're moving the needle. Yeah, they really are, man. Well, I tell you this: If it's anything like the uh, uh, NBA Olympic team compared to the WNBA Olympic team, I'd rather watch the WNBA t- uh, uh, Olympians because our men team be getting up, they be getting our butt kicked lately. So they should get paid a We don't get all the players that are not there. You're gonna still miss some guys that are playing in the championship. Oh, okay. it's the United States. I don't care who it is. It's still the United States of America, and we still got the best athletes in the world. Don't make no excuses for them, Greg. I don't want to hear that. They're getting beat. That's, that's the excuses of reality. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. They're getting beat. Well, uh, well anyway. I mean, on that subject, I mean, we know they lost the other night, or what's the last night, or the other they night. They lost two nights, man. Yeah, yeah, I know games. they've lost two nights, but I know they lost to Australia 
just either last night or the night before last. Who's Australia? And, and, yeah. Hey, I was watching, and 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 the newscaster said, you know, and, and Australia don't even have any all stars. I was like, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so it's called it's called it's called team basketball. That's what the United States. Uh, in the NBA, they don't play team ball no more. They don't play team defense. They don't, that's why I really don't like watching the NBA because it's all selfish. It, and it really is, but that's and but that's that's the subject Different for story. yeah that's the subject Different for day. another night. But I think what it what it but but no, it's not because see the women game is not selfish. But we're still the talking women about game the is not selfish. We're still, we're still talking about pro ball though. We're talking about the Olympics and and the men's team now. So, but you still talk about the same thing that the women are getting the same respect as the men's team. It's the same thing, whether okay. it's pros or whether it's amateur or whatever. I mean, the women, the women's basketball team, they're playing a much better game of basketball than I think that the men's team are because it's more of a team game. Okay, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Yeah. Full disclosure, I'm not a, I'm not a really, I don't even remember the last time I sat down and watched a full NBA game. Um, I'll, I'll watch but the shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. I'll watch the finals. I'll watch the finals. Shame I'll watch some you. playoff games. But I mean, I'm with Limbo. The game just it just it it's kind of like a like a daisy, you know, or whatever you say it, man. It it just it just it's not interesting to me anymore. I rather watch the female game because at least they're hustling. Right, and they play more like a college game. You know, yeah. I mean, they got heart. They still playing with their heart. They're not playing with their pockets. Yes. You know exactly. You know. Yeah. Well, wait, no. I am not gonna let you bad guy play that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. We ain't gonna do that. They may not play the same or hard or whatever, but I'm not gonna say they playing with their pockets. All right, that that's off the radar. But let's let's get back on on topic here. The name, image, and like, I've been reading up and, and following it uh, individually as well as within the HBCUs and the female sports, et cetera. I didn't know that quarterback over at Alabama A&M, I believe, uh, Glass signed like a $2 million deal for his name, image, and likeness. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard about that. Yes. He was a player of the year in the swag last year uh, in the springtime, and and I haven't heard of anyone else signing something that much. I know you sent me a little blog about uh, Moody being on the cover of the EA Sports deal. Yeah. But it, I don't know if that equal two mil, if I read that correct. That, that's a lot. I hope it does. I hope it does. That's some cheddar, though, brother. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. That's uh, definitely some money for him. But um... no, I know De'Aaron King over there that, that's from Houston, that's, that's with the University of Miami Hurricanes, uh, he would be the next one, I would think. And that's when Miami gonna sign something like that, but I don't know if anybody else gonna sign up no two mil, especially an HBCU. What do y'all think about that? Oh, uh, man, that that was the kind of, that's the kind of shocker to me because I I didn't think they would be dishing out that type of cash to no college players. To be honest with you. I mean, I thought it's they. A business. I, it's a business. I understand. That's, that's I understand, true. but I thought yeah. they, you know, I, I thought maybe ten, twenty, thirty thousand or something, maybe you know, if that's. And then again, 
I don't know. The NCAA might make it. I don't know how they're doing it. Are they making them put him in escrow so he can get it when he get out of school? Or he's, is, is it in a trust fund so he can draw on it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. But that's a, that's a lot of money. Oh, I know you, you, you get paid what you're worth. Well, what the product is worth. But that's a lot of money so, to be handed to a to a, a 17, 18 year old kid, and, and I mean, it, shoot, imagine what Fayetteville would have been like in the eighties if we could have did that. <laughs> well, we, we can't talk about that now. Yeah, but. He he's not a 17, 18 year old kid. I think he's in his twenties and he's been at at Alabama A and M for a little bit. Like I said, he's played a year in the spring ball. Right. But that, that's still a lot of cheddar. It is. That's and a lot of money, man. That's a, and, and especially I'm, especially I'm, when you I'm ain't had now. Especially when you ain't had none, man. Even when you got stuff, two mil is a lot of money, bro. Yeah. Shut. Come on, man. We don't make two million. We've been working fifty years. I know. I know. We ain't I'm, got that. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here spending it now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. But we we know that not every athlete's going to get that either. Right. So right. We don't know how that's going to offset it. Uh, not every sport's going to receive that. Um, I know. So I'm going to try to get it. If I was able to get it, I'm going to try to get the two men. Because he's getting what he's worth. If you somebody's out there willing to pay it, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. But like so, the young man over at SMU, I told y'all the other day, he he's an artist and he's a painter. He does. If he can sell his product, that that's that's what it's supposed to be about. Man, if he can sell his own product, then then he should be able to do that and not lose the scholarship. I'm with you. On, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. A hundred percent, man. Um, Whatever, whatever the average student or whatever the, any student that that can, uh, their intellectual, uh, uh, whatever it's called, creativity, uh, that yeah. can generate them money, and, and you know, because I mean that's just, but you know, then again, that's like uh, working for a major company. Your intellectual property is is their property when you work for them. You know, you, you don't, you don't, they might give you a little bit of it, but they're not going to give you what it's worth. They're going to take this lion's share of it. So I, anything that anybody can get, you know, especially college students, college athletes, you know, to, to make their life easier coming up out of school, because we, I mean, you know, we know what it's like once you leave, once you get off that campus, Getting the job, different world. It's a it's a whole world. different world, man. And 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 my twins, my twins, I laugh at them almost every day because they'll call me saying, and and they got this, they just down found this word adulting. Adulting is hard, Dad. Uh, yeah, you show sure yeah. right. <laughs> you yeah. show sure right. It's it's different when when you got to pay your own bills and you and 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 you know somebody ain't stepping up and paying them for you, man. So. Yeah. Well, you know what's even funnier is that when the the college life is, is such a fake life, you know what I'm saying? It is a fake world because once the, the playing is over with, then all of a sudden you're thrown with all these real responsibilities and reality. And if if you have not been practicing or or learning along the way, then boom, it's like your twin said, boom, it's 
the adulting is, is real. Yeah. Now I gotta pay my electric bill, or do I want to go out and hang out my friends? But or can we pool all our money together for rent? Right, right. You know, and then, you know, and then oh, now I gotta call mom and dad. That's right. the reality for you. Right. And, and most most college athletes don't have to deal with that until they're 22, 23 years of age. And, and they're not prepared. It, it, and they're not prepared. And they're not prepared. They sure are not. And, and a lot of them end up back at home. And then a lot of them end up in trouble. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. That's the reality. Hey. Well, let me say this. Uh-huh. I was I was reading on uh, one, one of our friends, uh, Byron Jenkins, over there in Arkansas. He put something out the other day. He said, uh, we need to teach our young people that they can get paid off their name, image, and likeness, but they can't get paid to play. And I think we really need to. I don't know if we're going to teach this as a subject. I like in that. Our high schools and stuff, but we need to express to them that even though there's been a change, it ain't changed as much as we would like it. To I actually like that. I, I like yeah. that. You can, if you good enough, and they they're buying your stuff, you can you can make a little money. But you're not getting paid to play, so yeah. so well, that so that sitting out when you think you hurt or you got a like we talked about a couple of weeks ago those injuries where you think you need to sit out and can't help your team win, that's out. It, 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 may, it, it may be. Now us clowns, we would have played injured, hurt, and everything else. Right. But the young people today, I don't think they're gonna gonna go with that. Right. All right. Well, uh, Limbo, if you don't mind, sir, since you know you're our, our uh, phone caller, why don't you go ahead and uh, get our guest on online, and I'm gonna bring in a little little music, and we're gonna see. I'm, I'm, Who you I'm, got for today? Well, Who you I, got for today? Well, I I have uh, uh, a, a starting again, bro. <laughs> like I said, I'm really excited to have her on here. Her name is Shanice Reddy. Uh, she, right. she is a former Oklahoma State player who made it into the Sweet 16. I, I believe they made it into the Elite Eight one year while she was there. She's also an assistant uh, women's basketball coach, head coach for uh, Clemson. And she actually was the head coach at University of North Texas. So she has a lot of experience and her credentials are deep and and she has and right now she is the uh, co-owner and co-founder of a program down in den texas and not just den texas but northern texas altogether. it's called stay ready enterprises stay ready so you don't have to get ready so Limbo, go ahead and go ahead and and put and get her on, man. And we're gonna play a, a little little tune real quick, and then then we're, we'll be right back with you guys.
Shanice, Coach Randy, how you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you all? Wonderful, wonderful. Glad that you're on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I've been bragging about and telling them how excited I was for you to be on the show tonight. <laughs> you got a stuttering. He is stuttering. <laughs> I don't know what you got on this. He had a stroke. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. We're going to tease him for the next month. <laughs> No, no. I, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just proud of uh, of the program that she's got on going down there. And I had, I, luckily for me, she's married to one of my homeboys, so um, mm-hmm. that's how I know her. I mean, I wouldn't, I, and but still, I, I mean, their program is just a remarkable program. But we're gonna get in into that a little bit later. So, uh, Coach Reddy, yes, um, sir. We have. Uh, Greg Thomas, that's the guy that was talking just a minute ago. Limbo is the one that brought you on to the phone. Uh, and and we all are former Razorbacks, as you know. Um, okay. But what we were talking about was the Title IX. And as a female that came up during that time, can you kind of expound on that? It's funny, now that we look at it so many years later, Title IX was an instrument to try to level the playing fields. But like a lot of instruments that are are supposed to do that, there was some initial harm that came um, to the various programs. And, and, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that meant for us, for female athletes and coaches and administrators. So in the beginning of when Title IX was to come down, most programs at that time actually had a women's and a men's division, right? It had the women's Mm -hmm. athletic um, AD, athletic director, and the men's athletic director, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so those were the pieces that we had. It was like kind of like, Well, it was separate. It wasn't equal, but it was separate, but everyone kind of had their own lane. So when Title IX came in and there were more opportunities to be had, what all the athletic departments did were to combine. And, of course, the men took over the head positions, right? And so the women were relegated either to admin positions and much later, this was just as of maybe within the last 10, 15 years, they – as a uh, senior women's administrator. That was kind of like your, I don't want to say token, but kind of token, head women, uh, you know, admin that was kind of supposed to be more like a director, but really wasn't, didn't have that same seat at the table, but they, they it was just something that we were given. Is Here's your scrap, here's your, here's your little seat. And it was like you were at that little kid table at Thanksgiving, you didn't get to go to the big people table, right? And right. so, those were some pieces that kind of hurt us because we already had women's athletic directors and now they make up about 2% of uh, division one athletics and where it was in every department. Now you're 2%. So that was, again, there, there is some things that were good and bad about title nine. Now the good thing is 
there we have far more um you know representation of our athletes our athletes were able to you know um come in and and play sports and but that was sometimes to the demise of wrestling teams sometimes to the demise of men's diving sometimes to the demise of something that was probably an olympic sport male oriented that would have to die because a women's sport uh was to be brought on which wasn't fair because we got a bad rep like we were taken away from the men when when actuality it really was a bottom line type of money deal so again it had its pluses and minuses for title nine it was in good intention for us all to have that equality but there were some initial hits that we did take and still suffer today i didn't realize that i don't know if the other guys did either that there were men's sports that suffered from from that Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I knew about it. Yeah, he took the swimming team away from Arkansas. Did it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, back when we was in there. Let me ask you this then. During the, um, with the women's weight room issue. Oof, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What do you think? That about was just that? stupid. Yeah. That was just dumb. The right NCAA there. tournament. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Not only insensitive, I don't. I think it was tone deaf. I think that it was like follow the money. I think that also the planning period was a shortened period because remember, they didn't even know if we were going to have a tournament. And so it was like when it finally said we're going to have a tournament, everybody was dressing, of course to the men's, um, you know, final four or the super, the, their, their platform. And the women's was like an afterthought, which was really sad because, man, there was a lot of amazing talent on the coaching side, newbies, old heads, and then there's just a lot of new faces that you're going to see on the professional side, whether overseas or in the, uh, in the WNBA ranks that are, I mean, they are, they're, it's just going to be an incredible field. So they really missed out on a great opportunity because, I mean, there are kids that are headliners that are out there. And, and it was just, again, it was a miss. It was a bad miss. And then even when they tried to fix it, it was more about excuses instead of just owning it. You know what? We messed up. This is what the women deserve. They did not get that initially. Instead, it was like, it was an oversight. They didn't have the space. Well, then you show 5,000 square feet behind what you did put in initially. It was just really poor. They still didn't own up to it. And, and prayerfully, the coming years, that will help us kind of remedy those kind of situations because so many kids spoke up about it. And that was the best thing. These weren't even coaches that had to do it. Social media allowed the kids to have a voice and say, look what they gave us. Right, and they right. listened. And that was, I think that was better than any admin or any coach or any person of, of maybe of authority or power could have done because it was more authentic from the athlete. Right. Well, Coach Reddy, I got a question because I'm, I was looking at the games, the women games, and you look at the men's NCAA and the courts, how they put the final four on everything. They had nothing on the female courts. Poor. You know, it was poor. 
It was like they it, weren't even marketing the same yes, because that exactly. bottom line, that dollar is going to be um, a big piece of it. I get that. We all understand that. But until we kind of catch up, because I'm going to tell you, with this new legislation coming down, there's going to be a lot more said than done on that bottom line piece. I mean, it, I, I believe it. We just touched the, the iceberg of what's about to come about. But again, it was, again, both sides, because even some of the men's side weren't, again, because it was kind of like a rush job. We're in it. We're going to run and got to do this. But it was still so much better than the women's. But the marketing piece wasn't good. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I It just voted poorly for how they thought of us. But the attention that, that it brought to it was much needed. And so sometimes you say, you know what, we had to take that hit to take a step forward. And that's and that's what I was just thinking. I mean, um, because next year they they're gonna have to step it up. They're gonna they have, will. They're gonna have to step it up uh, because if they do the same thing again, it's gonna be a backlash like like never before. I mean, even to, I mean, last year was will be nothing compared to what they're gonna face um, if they don't step up next year. And see, this is the thing. Next year is actually kind of easy. You already got your guard up. People are looking at you. But the thing is, is years to come. Will you still work on equality when you say this is the deal, but you still don't have the type of coverage? Or in the, in the field of 64, when you have these wraparound games, when you get all excited for watching a 10-minute section and it wraps around to another game, and you're like, dude, I didn't even want to watch that. When the guys stay on the full game, and that you get to enjoy watching your team. Right. But in the women's lineup, if you know you have all, I don't, I, I guess they call it bounce around, wrap around, something. But you don't get to watch the whole game. You just get to watch pieces of a whole bunch of people. And that's that's kind of disheartening because again, some of those athletes are who are on the All-American candidacy, uh, who need to be seen across the country aren't being seen because of that type of everything. So you can imagine if some of the top men's athletes were, they're going to get on prime time, right? Right. And, and yet we're still begging for a game to be played or not to be on a, a certain time or it's just all kind of things. But the, the, again, the equality, inequality is being addressed. It's at the forefront. And preferably now as we move forward, it'd be something that, that is kind of, you know, something that we can get behind. We yeah. can say, because even in my time, I don't remember watching, um, you know, we didn't have college girls basketball on on uh, on TV until you got down to the Final Four. And you might get to see that, you know, and it was deep in the roster uh, on some channel, but not like prime time, right? Right. And so that thing is very different now. It has grown uh, and I think the social pressures will continue to try to get equality for women. So that's a great thing. Okay. All right. So, um, Greg, you got anything to say? Anybody before I go on to the next subject? Well, no? I'm just, I'm still interested in, 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 I want your point or your viewpoint of what you think will happen versus uh, the boys in terms of the, the name, image, and likeness. Do you think it's going to be distributed? equally or will they get the same uh possibility now it's funny that you said that because i like the idea of it but okay and give you a little bit about my background 
when I first got into college sports, I was at Rice University. All academic. They kind of tolerated us on the academic, on the athletic side, but you know, they just didn't really know what they had until they won a national championship in baseball. Then it kind of got important to them, right? Then I was right. at Clemson where the athletic department is big time money. You know, you flew everywhere. Your budget was unlimited. You just had to go get the kids, right? And then when I went to North Texas, very limited. They wanted to be a Texas, but they had money of like Southeast Baptist, Texas. And then I was then at Jackson State. And so those are all four different entities that had different budgets, different ideas, and, and, and um, just what they looked like was so different. So this is the point of where that name, image, and likeness is going to hit. And, and I already see some of the mid-majors trying to offset it with how the, those kids are going to be compensated because that's like in anything. Like Arkansas, right? you would have better laundry money and per diem than Arkansas Baptist, right? So now what do these different um, um, levels, how do they maintain this? And, and are those, those kids that go to the lower levels aren't going to be able to do the same thing. Now, when you say a disparity, I don't see, well, it's going to happen. There's going to be a disparity between the boys and the girls. Cool, we get it. But what I'm seeing is that I feel like there's going to be a racial disparity because imagine this, um, the Cavender girls out at Fresno State, okay? Yes. Pretty yeah. blonde twins. They can handle two lefties that can shoot. They can get it, okay? They're still mid-major kids, but they've already signed a million-dollar deal. Now, I'm wondering if Shaquanda and them, who go really far at South Carolina, are going to get that same opportunity. And that part is going to be really critical because I'm wondering if the people who are um, making these agreements, if the people who are uh, going after these kids uh, for these contracts, are they going to do status quo as usual? Because we know what that looks like. We know who they go after. Blonde hair, blue eyes is going to sell. They really are. They have this like sexual mentality that they promote. They've been doing this for ever since they got there, so they're already ready. But what about our kids that aren't like the um, like you know somebody you just think in a swimsuit? You know, what if they're big like Brittany Griner before she came out? Okay, imagine Brittany Griner in college versus the Cavender twins. We're in trouble. And Brittany Griner is going to go further in her athletic career than either of them will ever even dream. Now, how fair is that? So it's going to be that those are going to be some of the disparities that I hope that some of the people who are going to be contracting some of these agreements will look at them not only for that part, but also for their amazing um, athletic talents as well. And that's where the kids are going to have to get very crafty. They're going to have to really be working at their branding. They're going to have to really, and a lot of things I like is that it makes kids clean up their act. You're not going to act a donkey fool and trying to get a contract from whoever, right? And and so those are some things that they really, that, that really can come into play, makes them more professional than we've ever seen. It takes them to another level in, the, in that aspect. And it's, it's, it's really exciting, you know. I used to be excited when people would come up and be like, hey, we're signing, you know, the calendars this week. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm signing. I'm going to sign it like this. I'm going to be posing like this. And it's a whole nother day. 
they are literally talking about text that could possibly put them past the earning of their coaches. Wow. Yeah. Well, that should be anyway. That that should happen anyway. Yeah, don't, don't even get me talking about how coaches get <laughs> boy, shoot. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, I, what I said earlier, and I was telling the guys that the quarterback for Alabama A&M, I think his name is Kiel Glass, at Alabama A&M, through the SWAC player of the year in the springtime, just signed an app company, a silent app company for $2 million. Whoa! I love it. HBCU, HBCU kid. That I love it. That's awesome. So, I don't know what what would Limbo have done with two million dollars. Shut. Mm-hmm. I probably would have stopped born. I probably would have stopped born. We said that exact same thing. We said, now what about if they say, you know what, this college is for the birds. Hey, hey that old that old broken down hoopty would have been a Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, that's what you would have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, talk about that bucket like that. That bucket was sweet. Hey, and like I said, you rolled in it. Hey, it got me from yeah. point A to point B when I needed it. That's all I can say. That's right. <laughs> but I'll say this also. Uh, like like Wendell's daughters that play, I believe they played at Henderson State. My yeah. daughter played. Yeah, they played at Henderson State. And Panhandle State. She would have done something and, and would have earned money if she could have. Uh, right. And, and, she, and she, I don't remember paying anything for her at her D2 school. Right. That's how right. crazy it was. And, and so, whatever we got at U of A, I know, man, we were well worth more than, than our $50,000 scholarship. And we brought in millions of dollars in the 80s. Well, well, I don't know if I would have. I know, I know you. I know you're worth more than that twenty-five, fifty dollars a week that they gave you. Uh, fifty dollars every two weeks. It was fifty dollars every two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, man. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. I know fifty dollars, and guess what? You picked it up. Yeah. 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 And, and, and this is the thing that when you say that, imagine what the mindset was because they never let us think this broad. They never let us think it was because of you that they were making this money. They made you feel like, aren't you glad to be a part of something so great? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so if you have that mindset, you're never going to look bolder than, you know, hey, I should be able to, you know, um, make money off my name. When I have a big game, I should be able to do this. You know? I'm going to stop you right there. Yes, we did. Limbo, did we you talk did? About that discussion? You I used to get that? so mad. I used oh, to get yes. so mad when our coaches say, "You're getting, you're, you need to be happy. You're getting this twenty-five thousand dollars scholarship a year." And I looked at him. I said, "Other schools offer me the same thing. You did. You need to be, you need to be honored that I'm playing for you." See, that's, well, that's pretty good. I think that's a that might be a gender difference because as women. We were just, you know, glad to have a scholarship. We didn't have to come out, and Ooh. I didn't come out in debt, and we just kept rolling from there. And, and that's a male thing, you know, male-female kind of thing. And you were right. And just imagine, it just wasn't our so time. Because I got tired of it being thrown up into my face. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, he acts like, the coaches act like, you're the only one that offered us scholarships. You know, we accepted this, but you acting like you doing, like, you're doing me a big favor. Right, right. Even though I'm out here busting my butt for you, hmm. and 
all I'm getting is, you know, well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I got, I, I need, I need two knee replacement. I got a hip replacement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's what I got now. You're right. So, 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 so that, so that twenty five thousand dollars scholarship didn't cover none of that, did it? No. Well, no. See, Wendell, Wendell, you know how, how bad it got. Limbo and I sit down and discuss this one day. I think it was in '86. We played eight games on national television back then. You only had what twelve major bowl games, right? Mm. And they were giving like four to five million dollars for the bowl game, and we got a chance of playing that. Four million dollar bowl game in Miami, right? And they were—that's what they were saying. I'm going like, man, somebody's making some freaking money out of this joker, and we and we got to argue about flying as a team or driving down there to get the thirty nine cents per mile. And they didn't even feed us half the time. Actually, I think I think most of us uh, drove down to Miami, didn't we? We dang sure did, because they paid. But they didn't even feed us sometimes. That's the thing. We didn't have dinner. But all them got $4 million. Now, Oklahoma ate every day, but we didn't. There were certain meals. They didn't pay us. They didn't. They, they told us we, we had to eat on our own because they gave us a little money. Yeah. Well, just think if they treated you all like that, just imagine how the women's sports were treated. I was at, I played at Oklahoma State, and we lived good because of, the the trickle down effect from the men's programs, but again, it still wasn't the same, you know. So you guys yeah. had a what? What was that big booster over there? Oh um, yeah, oh boy, the oil wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Hey, the oil guy. He Diggins. just passed. Yeah, right, so. right. Yeah, yeah. He the one. He the one redid all the did the locker redid the locker room for the men. Uh, football team, man, and 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 they got TVs and robes and hot tubs. But it don't equal what we got in Arkansas. So I only want to hear that with stone walls and <laughs> and all that. Only, we got all that same kind of stuff. Uh, Pickens, his last name is Pickens. Yeah, we yeah, T Bone Pickens. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this: With uh, how do you think it's going to affect uh? kids in terms of staying in school or trying to opt out and go early. This is the thing. I, when I first thought about it, I, I was like, man, people are going to get money and they're going to head out. But since it's so intrinsically tied to their identity at that school, to them being an athlete, it's probably going to be more like they will stay the course um, you know, the women, of course, will stay the course until it's time to go out, even though they can leave early now. But the men, like the one-and-done kind of people, and I'm thinking on the basketball side, um, are, um, if it's one-and-done, they're going to go make tremendous money. I mean, you know what I mean? Right, and right. so I, I, at first I was like, man, nobody's going to stay. But if you think about it, it's like that's what they're paying you for. They're paying you for you being at, um, you know, U of A and you – putting up these numbers and you being this phenomenal student and, and act, you know, a community activist, whatever it is, whatever they're putting you out there as, it's kind of linked to your money. So it's almost like you're really kind of tied to it because if you're, if you're no longer a student athlete there, they no longer have to pay you that money. Well, what you just said, it probably would have made me stay. 
If I'm getting two million dollars in freshman, my sophomore year, I think I want to get it my my junior year too, in my senior year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'll get out>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think you just changed my mind on that. <laughs> yeah, that that would that would that be an incentive. To, that one had done. Look here, man. Hold on a second. I, I'm not so sure about what's, ha- what's happening in the NBA or uh, uh, you yeah. know, that you know the two years in the in the college and go go pro in the NFL. That's that bird in the hand worth two of the bush. Exactly. That's that's you know. So now if you because you know you're going to get it next year. Projected to go out top, then that's different. Right. But those are those are different kind of kids. But these are kids that again, you know, you have a a great game, a great showing in the in the tournament or like when the kid from SFA helped beat Duke, right? right. Man, just imagine right. if that thing would have been out there then. That kid could have parlayed that, exactly. you know? He exactly. didn't have to be at a big school. He just had to have had that great showing. And now people are like, hey, now he's he is promoting underdog dog food. What? You know what I mean? It just, you just don't know what's, what's out there for them. It's pretty, it's pretty fun, though. Yeah, all right. Do we think this is going to stop the alumni from getting involved now? Because I, I don't see that. I, it's so I don't see it either. In the game. Do we think this no. is going to offset the alumni and booster? Well, it can't, really, because the alumni and booster, because this is what I would love to know, because I don't know the logistic part of this. Say in in the 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 money that's generated. And now it can be paid to the student. Is there a cut that comes off of it that goes to the school? Because if not, you have to have the alumni and booster. Or you're going to be, I mean, like the kids are going to be individually better than the unit. So it's almost like you, you still have to have that entity. And, and until we learn even more about it, because probably, now watch this. When the first year comes out and they do all this stuff and stuff starts coming up and the NCAA start saying, hey, this isn't right. There's going to be some adjustments and it levels out and then we'll just kind of see. But again, I, I don't know all the uh, about the legislature of it. I just know it as a whole, what it's supposed to be able to allow the students to generate. And But just imagine, because somebody's going to get too rich on them, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the NCAA yeah. is going to try to figure out a way. Now, wait a minute. Well, now, how do we get our grubby little hands in this? Because they are the ultimate cash cow. And you show sure right. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know. Well, two million in Alabama A and M is too rich. But and I'm not saying too rich because I'm against it. But I'm saying if Alabama A and M can get a kid and he can get a company for I mean get a something for two million, boy, I don't know what they're gonna do with Texas, Alabama, <laughs> Miami, A and M. Yeah, I shoot. You're right. Yeah, now, one thing it does encourage me to do, I was kind of like laid back. My, my my son is a seventh grader. He's got good size. He shows potential. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to push him. I'm going to let him go as it may. But now, man, I'm going to start branding him next year. <laughs> it's time to get the get the, get the videographer, the photographer, and I everybody. Highlight. <laughs> when he smiles, so that sparkle come off his teeth. Everything, okay. <laughs> but but well, you know what? And and that's how, that's how people are gonna have to. Uh, that's how people are gonna be thinking too. That's how people yeah. are gonna be thinking. Yeah. I mean, especially that's how people are gonna be thinking. Yeah, the monsters that way now. That that might be. 
Now, that could be the mom. The, the, the parents are going to be the real it's going to be the nightmare about the whole situation because they you right you know because they they think their kids are all this and all that and they're going to be pushing those kids and and we might see some i mean it's i i kind of like the 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 name of image and likeness thing but now that we were talking about it you're going to see some kids burn out yeah, I work at a high school and I already know, you know, I coach football at a high school. I already see parents. Everybody wants an offer, wants a scholarship. They want to put it on Twitter. Just think about those elite athletes that will get, you know, what do you think they're trying to get to? They're not thinking about no offer. They're thinking about trying to get them a little contract. Right. Yeah. 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 You're right. And now in basketball, they have a league that is prior to, um, uh, it's kind of like a prep league, but these oh, kids yeah. are making hundred and two hundred thousand dollars a year. Really? How is that? Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Well, sucks. <laughs> and now this know. is the thing that we've got to think of. We're talking about all these big numbers and these kids, like your, the Alabama kid you were talking about. And I was talking about the Carpenters. But what about these kids that might, you know, yield about $50? We got to think of that other end, too. You know, yeah. these are some kids. It's not going to be for everybody. Right. And it's not always a, a, a fair spectrum either. And so that that's where people really got to understand. I was happy to hear that, like, with the HBCU. I don't want everything just to go to the Alabamas and, and the, you know, Kentucky and all that stuff. I want it to be have some uh, fairness so i guess we're going to find out what these marketers what these people who have the authority for these you know the contractual oversight are really going to be looking for because these influencers i mean some of these kids have a lot of followers that's big. Yeah, that's well you know it, it, and i'm trying to keep it into in, in, in perspective also because i didn't get that phil grandin limbo guy Okay, what? Got, I, didn't <laughs> I never saw that. What? I didn't lose, I didn't lose my mind. My parents didn't qualify for no day, Pell Grant. You had the wrong one. <laughs> about the Pell Grant, yeah. He no, I, the, the, hey, hey, I asked I them about the Pell Grant because I was sick of seeing y'all get all that money. <laughs> and, and that dude told me, that dude told me, one of the coaches told me to call my parents. <laughs> and tell them to take me off the income tax. Oh, well, that was the biggest cussing out I got in my life because I didn't know anything about dependents. Yeah. See, I didn't know nothing about dependents. Yeah. Hey, so, well, y'all so, ashamed yeah. of that Pell Grant. That Pell Grant helped me get through. Okay? Hey, I didn't get yeah. it. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I didn't get home on that Pell Grant, okay? I was rich, rich, okay? I, I, I'm, so, la I'm laughing at I what Greg that. said, but I'm with you on that because the Pell Grant got me through school. <laughs> I didn't get one. I couldn't get one. I didn't qualify for a Pell Grant. I didn't get one either. But I was trying to. Should have grew up in Macamba. Oh, people got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my point is, people got the Pell Grant. I didn't complain about it. I just, you know, you know, as long as I was still eating, I, I figured I'm gonna get mine at some point in time, which I did, <laughs> and more. But I didn't, I didn't complain about it. I said, okay, you know. I didn't know how it worked. All right. Yeah. I did not know how it worked, so I never qualified for one. And I tried to ask Dad; he cussed me out. So that's all I remember from it. So I just shut up. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. We we're go we're gonna take a quick little break right here, 
and then we're going to come back with Coach Shanice, and we're going to talk about the State Ready Enterprises and their programs. They are um, a nation, national traveling team. Am I correct? That's correct. Yes, and she has some other programs that that uh, that that are really. Um, I think they're doing some really, really good things down in down there in Denton, Texas, and so we're we're gonna take a take about a thirty second break, play a little music, and then we're gonna come back with Coach Shanice, and we're gonna talk about the Stay Ready Enterprises and the Stay Ready Teams. All right, guys. All right. All right. Let's go. We're back with Coach Shanice, ready, and uh, we're going to be talking about her programs that she's got going on down in, in Den, Texas, and full, she's also a client of mine. I do her website, and, and, uh, <laughs> and um, you should go check it out. It's called Stay, StayReadyEnterprises.com. Um, if you got kids in that area, you can go down there and, and register and sign up. Um, and she's uh, has a recruiting services. She has a running with Coach Shanice. She ha they have uh, traveling teams. They have fifth grade, eighth grade, middle school. I mean, you name it. They <laughs> they're doing it down there in down there in, in Texas. So, Coach Shanice, uh, before I mess it up too bad, go ahead and explain to the to the people what you got going on. <laughs> I yeah, know, right? it too, boy. I know. It. <laughs> that's about that's about like Greg. That's like Greg forgetting to introduce himself uh, at, at yeah, Coach Richardson. Oh, see? <laughs> hey, everybody knows who I was, so I don't even go there. Again. All right, Coach Denise, go ahead. Go ahead and tell us about your programs. 
Well, we are state, well, our umbrella is Stay Ready Enterprises, and our teams go under the guise of Team Stay Ready. My husband, Daryl Ready Jr., and I kind of combined together um, a couple years back to just kind of put some programming together with what we love. You know, my husband uh, loves basketball, so do I. We happen to really, really like kids, too. And so we thought we would do something in the vein of what we love and to pass on what basketball has blessed both of us with. And because I come from very meager beginnings, but basketball allowed me to see every state in the United States as well as 15 different countries. And this is a person who was raised up in a, under a 800-square-foot house. And one of the things that I can tell is I had a big wheel and a, a green machine out in the front of the house, okay? That was my big thing, okay? And so I, I'm really excited to because I have a love for basketball and to be able to share it. And so what we decided to do is prior to me, um, you know, uh, us coming together and saying we're going to have these groups, we, I used to coach for a, a big corporate organization called Drive Nation and then another one called Post Skills for five years combined, three and two years. And I would coach their EYBL teams. I would generally be the most tenured person in the group and, you know, the college coach, a lot of connections. And so we would do that. But these teams were charging anywhere from like 350 to $500 a month. And I, it felt hypocritical to me. It felt like if I, if my dad had the opportunity to put me in these same kind of programs, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't have earned that scholarship to Oklahoma State because I wouldn't have been out anywhere. I wouldn't have been able to do anything, right? And so I wanted to do something that was kind of along in our wheelhouse. You know, Daryl, you know, coached in Arkansas. He did the boys and the girls' side. I have coached, course, uh, of course, coached in college, high school, and then now in the youth space. And I wanted to do something where it was economically feasible for the family and we allowed more kids to get involved, okay? And, and, and me and my husband have this same type of, um, of idea about family structure. We have the same kind of idea about uh, kids and basketball. Just last week, we had literally from Monday to Friday, we didn't think they were going to leave. They came over here to stay for a tournament. We had 15 kids in the house, right? And got all these groceries. They ran through those. And they went through this tournament. And then the tournament was over. And we won our division. And we were all happy. And I was like, yes, now everybody gets to go. I get to clean up my house. They stayed another day. And I was thinking, whoa, we're never going to get rid of these kids. But it's because of the welcoming environment. And I'm going to tell you this. We're tough. Dario is tough. He's probably one of the meaner coaches. I'm really rugged on him because I try to show that college environment of how tough it's going to get. But they just keep coming back. And, and, and I want to tell you this. When we first started, I said, in our inaugural year, we're going to have one team. We're going to work on this one team, and we're going to continue to build. Um, that team organically grew to six teams. We now have a fifth and fifth grade girls and boys. We have two middle school girls and boys. We have a uh, like a, a what's called gold team, which is kind of like, ninth graders going to 10th, and then my national team where we travel around the country uh, in college events. Now, this is me being stubborn. When the pandemic was kind of winding down, we couldn't find gym space. Someone tried to charge me $250 for an hour, and I got mad. 
because I was like, okay, now, you know, I'm the Walmart of basketball around here. Everybody else is charging this money, and I'm trying to get kids just to play, and we got all these kids coming in. These parents are buying in. The kids are getting better, and these people are doing this to me. So in the middle of the night, I woke up. I got on this, like, a net space and tried to find commercial space. So what my husband and I endeavored to do is we repurposed some warehouse space. We got the flooring done in it, put air conditioning in it. It has a short court and a full half court. We have a shooting machine and goals that where we can literally train people on our own time. If we wanted to get up at midnight, we can get up and train. And the thing that I like about both of us, we both have a great knack at being able to help kids reach their full potential. So now I have this space. We, we both are, we both train. It actually is going to have its grand opening in the next coming weeks. Um, well, actually by August. And, and that's what we're going to be training our teams out of. Next season, we're going to have first grade all the way through high school on the girls and the boys side in some divisions, multiple teams. We're also going to have under that umbrella, we have the recruiting service in which we connect kids to, to, to their correct schools. And then we also are, uh, we've applied for our 501c3, where we're going to get some grants to kind of really delve into the community, because that's, that's really my background. I started out with a group called Eagle Ridge Institute, and we help at-risk kids. So we want to use those components of doing all these things, not just basketball, but impacting the community positively, helping parents when they don't have the fun to do this, help them find jobs or even implementing them into our system of being able to do some things. And we are, we, this is the great thing about our opportunity. I sometimes believe that sometimes people just have money issues. Sometimes 150 is, is still too tough for people. So what we do is we allow the kids to come in. They do work. They do a, a minimal charge, because you know how people treat stuff that's free, a minimal charge, and then we let them work it off. That has been one of the most rewarding uh, adjustments to our scholarship program because people don't have that entitled feeling. You know, when they never come off any money for it, they don't. They feel that the value is that as well. Yeah. But I'm telling you, we have top valued coaches that really teach and train our teams. It, it, you guys, in this first year, we started in March with tournaments. Now, my younger team got to start in October. They were the only ones. That was the one team we were supposed to start with. But since then, we have like over 20 first place trophies in our trophy room from this year alone. And that should be unheard of because all these established programs, they should be whooping our butt. Now, I'm going to tell you, we did come to Arkansas and get had our hands <laughs> And um, we, we got that little lesson. But guess what? The next tournament, we came back in our lane and busted somebody else's head. And so it was a great <laughs> lesson, you know. And, and I just love the way this thing has grown. It, it's taken on uh, a life of its own. From being able to have the facility and to be able to take uh, kids to another level. Because my husband is sick. He says our free throw percentage is way too low. And he was like, I can't wait for the facility for just the free throws. I was like, no, babe, there's so much other stuff that we need to be working on. But free throws is big. And, and just for us to be able to command that kind of space. And well, I'm not going to try to gouge people when they try to rent our space too so it's all type of opportunities that are out there but it's really centered around the kids well i and, and you know like i said i, I know daryl um 
and I know he's he's got some health issues and everything, and and that's been one of the most amazing things for me to watch him push through all that and still be out there on the court, and 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 then then the, the next day he'll post a picture he's in a hospital bed, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not right, it's not right. <laughs> you know. But this is the thing I tell him. I think between me and the kids, we kind of keep him alive because. You know, before he he is he's dealing with it. He's very strong. My husband is a warrior, and before it used to get on top of him, but now it's like this extra purpose. Right. Part right. of it is just you know he wants to be right by my side as pushing at this thing diligently. And the other part is the kids really look up for him. You know, they when he's when he's been in the hospital, everybody's checking on him. They there's there's really a this this love piece that I feel has kind of spurned them on. It's given them a new lease, and it's just amazing. Everybody's like, he's doing amazing. I was like, well, he's loved. Yeah. He loves on other people, and it got us good. Well, he's a, he's a good dude. I, uh, he's, he's younger than me. He grew up with um, uh, my my sister and my baby brother. You know, we, we're all from those, you know, the same, basically the same neighborhood. He's from Rixie. We're from Macalma. That The program that you guys are building, you guys came to me and, and – you know, and I, I kind of watched from from the wings. I hadn't even had time to really update your website because y'all got so much stuff going on that I can't. It's hard for me to keep up with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that, that's amazing, Wendell. What's that? But, <laughs> you can't keep up with anything. But, uh, oh, I know. I'm shocked. Ain't I? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not surprised Ooh. at that one. Okay. Well. Well, Shanice, let me ask Shanice. When, when, when are you going to have your opening? Because I would like to come visit your opening. Because. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. You need to let, let me know when that's happening. Because I'm going to make a. I will definitely. But let me. Let me tell you this, because this has all been a test in patience and a test in, in, we'll say, purposeful distractions, because first my floor was delayed, and we were going through this foreign issue, and then the goals were delayed, and, and then my shooting machine got lost in China, and then, I mean, it has been the most humbling experience, because I'm used to things just flying. I'm used to orchestrating some things that just come about and I put my energy to it and it, it, it flourishes but this has been the most daunting thing like today we had some guys come in and, and and assemble one of the goals well when they assembled my goals they actually cut a part of my floor and okay tears wanted to come out I, I, I wouldn't wait, 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 it, what but, kind of, your wooden floor no it's actually it's, it's a it's a different type of floor now don't let me get you got to come to the grand opening you can come yes. see our stuff okay and well, then, the only reason i'm saying that because i have them do our floor over here in, in middle schools and they, they left all the dust and stuff in there and now you know i can huh? tell the kids to get to a, a whole deep clean to get all the oh, sand in mm-hmm. the floor down see floor, and we I that's what we were going to go with at first but we went another option that was probably more practical for the setting that we're in uh, because literally we are in a warehouse. We, we have repurposed. When you walk into it, I mean, we have a score. Um, there's, you know, the scoreboard in there. And there's the shooting machines. And really soon they're going to be all our goals are up. And it just looks the part. And it, it just it kind of got overwhelming today as I watched the thing start to, start to come together. And it really came together with, 
you know, a dream and us being not able to get in a gym. And I was like, I can't let this take it away from us. But it, it's it's just amazing. I, I'm I'm simply amazed at how it, it's moved forward. I, I can't even imagine when the 501c3 comes together, what we'll be able to do. Because basically what I'm doing now is just really, because we're, we're traveling. Next week we go to New Orleans. We take all our teams to New Orleans and we're going to be battling in the basketball bayou, right? And so as I'm trying to put this gym together, we're still practicing four times a week, three or four times a week with these different, with these six teams, right? And so it, it has just really been uh, quite a task. And what I'm doing right now is we're, we're looking for some wall padding. So, you know, that gym you were in, if y'all renovated or anything and need to get rid of some old wall padding, I would love <laughs> to be the benefactor of that, okay? Just let you know because wall padding is our, our next little thing. And now that we're, we know our scoring areas and, and surfaces stuff, we know exactly what we, we have to have it. But there's just, there's um, it's going to be a great start. And, and again, I'm, I'm excited for us to go. I'm excited for the kids that will be impacted. I'm excited for the job opportunities that it will allow for some families. Because right now, one of my moms, she was um, not working. She's a really good cook. And what she does now is she offers plates for everyone at the night after our practice. So instead of going to a quick run to Wendy's or McDonald's, she puts these plate orders out. Everybody takes a plate, and you go home with a nice meal instead of that crap we get from fast food, and she is flourishing. That's a that's the type of network you want. That's what you want people to feed off of each other. We It's like the old days, and I tell them that with the family stuff. I say, we're not perfect. We're going to have some people that are mad because the kids didn't play. But guess what? Instead of those people who didn't care and the only thing they cared about was your check, I go to talk to them personally and talk about some of the things that we need to work through with either them not coming to practice or them not committing or what do we want to do to help them kids to get better. We address stuff like family because I feel like when people come into my life, we got to go through some things for us to really feel like we are more than associates. Because other than that, we're associates. Right. We just know each other, right? right? But right. when we go through some stuff, that's the type of program that we're building. And that's why it's already so family-oriented. Did you know on my birthday, I just had my 50th birthday. Yeah, I know. Happy and birthday. Happy birthday. Be, <laughs> thank you. I yeah, thought she it was going to be my her, husband. Her, her and her husband looked really good out on the town that night, too. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, I know. That was really fun. So then they literally, I, he brought me, he took me out some places, and we came home. And do you know over 70 people were in our house doing a surprise birthday party for me, all from the program? Now, really? that's family. Because yeah. before, I could not tell you, we've done picnics. We've done all kinds of stuff that people think is really cool because we really are a throwback. We, you know, when, when my kids stayed here uh, with us for over the night, I made them make lunches. Make lunch. I'm not buying nothing from concession stand. And everybody went with their little lunch box to the, to the gym. And so that's, that's a throwback from my big mama. Because my big mama can make a penny holler. Do you hear me? And now you see it now. kind of learning from that, you know. And so I'm really excited, again, about using our old ways in a new time to get some great exposure for our kids. Well, uh, Greg is actually down. I don't think Greg is that far from you. No, I'm over at Plano. We came up. Oh, Plano. 
wait a minute. Yes. Okay, you, we have two kids that played with me last year at Drive Nation, Tiana and Tania she, Amos. Yes, Amos, yes, ma'am. Yes, and now the dad, you're going to love, you know, Lloyd is everywhere. You probably talk to him. Yes, he, he has, he's told me that he's already, he saw us out this summer, and he was like, my baby is coming with nobody but you next summer. Okay, then, let's go. And I said, but no hard feelings because, I mean, this thing going to keep on going, but now this is where she's loved. And she was having a tough game out. I gave her a pep talk, and he was like, that's just what she needed. But that's what I do. That's that's a gift that I have. Now we hope we can parlay into building an amazing program. Yeah, that's well, I'll, I'm going to make an announcement uh, probably the next couple of days about the girls' program. So that may be awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, and But I would like to come to your, your, your opening, so. We need to get that information, and then we can also help promote and, and share whatever we need to to, to help you to continue to build. Absolutely, I appreciate that, and we definitely need help. As I used to be one of pride and don't want to ask anybody for any help, but this endeavor is definitely bigger than me. It's definitely bigger than Daryl, and it is for a, a larger cause. And so, anyone who wants to put their hands into something really special, they want to be a part of something that's impactful to youth lives, we are it. And and we will definitely let you know where your support goes. We will definitely let you be a part of the program because that's what people really like. Man, I brought someone out who had sponsored us. They came out and they were like, this is amazing. When can I give again? Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Keep on coming. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. well, well, tell us where you're located and, and, and things like that. How to get okay. Our facility is located in this uh, in the location of Guyer High School in Denton, Texas. But our actual address is 2696 Old Alton Road, Suite 600. We have some really cool signs up that say "Stay Ready Lab." Give you some directionals right over there, and we're just really happy to be servicing this North Texas area. But do you know we have a family? that travels four times a week to us from Lipan, Texas, and that's an hour and 45 minutes away. So I think that's a testament that we're doing some really good things in this area. We're impacting some lives, positively impacting some lives, and and it's just an exciting time. And our website is www.stayreadyenterprises.com, ran by an amazing administrator. If you need website help, get in touch with us with that for that also. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, it, it's all, again, for the kids, the parents, the families, the community. We want to do good, something good with the rest of this life. Because I told him, I said, boy, um, hitting 50 is not funny, but it truly is. I'm half a century, y'all. And I feel like I've lived about five lives. So I want to do something really good that when they eulogize me, it'll be a lot of people that are impacted and want to say something good. There you go. There you go. Well, Janice, Miss Reddy, uh, thank you for coming on Three Men and a Mic. Uh, three Hogs and a Mic. Boy, I done lost my little phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's three Hogs. Hey. coming on through. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm I'm just excited about what you're doing, and I, and I can't wait to talk to Tiana and them uh, tomorrow. And, and Yay, please do. Yes, and, you know, talk to Pop, and, you know, it, tell you it's a small world. It, it is a small, small world. Small world. Small world. So, so thank you. I appreciate having you on. 
continued success and let us know if there's anything that we can do to help you out. I just thought of something too. If you could talk with two kids that we really like, um, Nevaeh and Adara, we really like them too. Those are coaches' <laughs> favorites. But just in case, if you got any pools over there, okay. Hey. <laughs> got a chance to win it all this year. <laughs> the ladies had a chance to win a state championship. Okay, Absolutely. So basketball for our females. Yeah, we got, we got a chance to win a state championship this year. Because you were just a step away last year. So it's going to be good. Uh, it's coming. I can see it. I can see it. Well, Shanice, I, I, I really, really, I, I, I was looking for, I've been looking for to this conversation. I, I knew you were going to be great and you did not disappoint. Um, no. I am uh, happy th- uh, for your program. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of what you're doing, even though don't nobody know I'm even a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, uh, you, you guys are doing some great things and I, I really wanted to get you on here and, you know, and Greg, Greg is a great guy to know down in, down in that part of Texas and, and, um, Limbo, he's up in Kansas city. Uh, he's, he's also a coach and, uh, he coaches, uh, up at least Summit. is it Lee Summit high school? Oh, Lee Summit West. Yeah. At least okay. oh, is there, is there that East? Recruit that. No, it's, it's a Lee Summit and Lee Summit North. Oh, okay. I'm on the West. I'm at the new school. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he, so, he, he's doing it. He, he, he loves, he worked with kids and everything. And, and, uh, so all three of you guys got something more in common. I mean, I don't have, I don't work with kids. I work with y'all. So, uh, right. yeah, I have to deal with the he- real headache. So, so, yeah. Right. But, uh, I want to thank you for having me. Yeah. I really enjoyed my time with you guys, and I look forward to learning more about the group and, and listening more. So, again, thank you for having us, and we look forward to hopefully just having you at the grand opening, um, yes. and we can just go from there. Just, yeah. I appreciate your support yeah. in advance. Yeah, let me know when it is so, so I can get it up on the, the website. Day? When is the day? When I get these other goals up, I'll be able to tell you. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, you let me know, hey, and I'll, hey, been, I'll let him been, know. It's been beautiful. I followed you on Twitter, uh, Coach Randy. I followed you on Twitter, so I'm, I'm gonna stay up on you and check out your website. Check it out. You're doing great things. Keep it up. Okay? Thank you. Now, tell me your name back, because I always like to follow those. Limbo Parks. You'll see a hog on there. You'll see Limbo Parks. All right. I got you. All right, okay. Green, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'll take care. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Wendell, hit us out with some music there, brother man. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that mean, man? She's an independent woman, man. I-N-D-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that mean? She got a own car. Oh, what? You a bad bro. All right, all right, guys. Hey, that was. Thank you for listening to Three Hogs in a Mic. We really appreciate you you're listening tonight. Thanks, Coach Shanice Reddy, Greg Thomas, Limbo Parks. We're out of here.